1: Let's begin. Welcome to today's episode of the Relatable Voice Podcast. We are hitting the road all the way to New York to chat with Philip Glinski. Philip is a talented artist who wears many hats in the entertainment industry. From acting to producing, from voiceover work to writing, Philip has done it all. Philip: Welcome to The Relatable Voice.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: We can't wait to hear more about your creative journey. So, let's hit the road. Philip: We four brothers, I mean, we four older brothers, did you ever have to resort to extreme measures like hiding food or using disguises just to get a bit to eat? <laughs> <sighs>
0: I did a lot of things in my past that I'm not proud of, but you have to do that in order to eat, you know, when you have older brothers. So there was a lot of um, acting um, where I would beg that I was hungry, even though I wasn't hungry, just because I needed to store some food. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, a lot of, uh, it was almost like, um, I would say we were the first group group, Uh, like survivor. So there were always different alliances with different brothers to get different things that I needed. Um, So there was a lot of maneuvering going on and uh, manipulation as a child, but all, all healthy. I turned out okay. Mm
1: -hmm. And no sisters,
0: no sisters. And um, we, we had a mom, but she had her own bathroom. So she didn't even know what we were doing (laughs) as far as leaving the toilet seat up or anything like that.
1: Uh And in my case, like I used to dine like a princess until I was eight. But then my sister was born and.
0: Oh, that's right. You see, that's the problem. I'm the baby. So if anybody that's a part of this podcast understands the baby is the best, they get spoiled rotten. And if you're the oldest, I'm sorry, because you're the one that gets tested. Like their parents don't know what they're doing. So they experiment on the oldest. By the time I was 16 or 17 my brothers would be like, "What? What's his curfew?" And my parents would be like, oh, he'll come back whenever he comes back," because <laughs> they were exhausted, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And Philip, what inspired you to pursue a career in acting? And could you share with us some of the key moments that led you to where you are now?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I what I grew up in the seventies and eighties, so I was a TV, uh junkie. And I would watch Robin Williams and people like that comedy. And um, my friends always thought I was funny, but I never thought there was a direction for that until I got older. And then I went to um, college in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, and um, I minored in theater and majored in uh, communications. And I thought I would be maybe a um, an ESPN or a sportscaster. But I don't really have the look of a sportscaster. So I saw this improv group doing some stuff in New Haven. So I was started doing that and I started doing plays in school and I just, um, I loved it. And I said, I'm going to try to pursue this as a a career so that I didn't want to be a bartender actor. I wanted to, you know, be a working actor, producer, writer. So, um, my second audition ever was for an MTV commercial and uh, I booked it when I booked it. It was national. I, I was a, it's online. I'll, I'll send you the link, but I work at a video store and people want to rent videos and I tell them to go home and watch MTV. Uh-huh. And so it was national and it was, it was big. And then I thought that, wow, this is pretty easy. You know, you do a couple of auditions and you, you nail it. So mm-hmm. um It's kind of like that, but not like that. So um, from then, I was taking the monies that I was making from acting and putting it into stuff that I wanted to do, because I realized that um, if I try to play the game and just audition for the parts that people think I'm right for, I'm probably not going to get very far because it's going to be very limited. So I started creating my own work and productions and stuff like that. And then I Saw this guy named John Leguizamo, who's a a famous actor and producer, but he started sort of the same way. He's just started making his own stuff. And then that then the entertainment business came to him, not the other way around. So that that's how I started. Um, And I always was putting money back into what I wanted to do so that I wasn't beholden to any other any other group. And and um, I had shows called the Manhattan Monologue Slam, the National Slam the best of craigslist uh facebook comes alive so a lot of one person shows that were showcasing different things and then i do uh voices uh so i was a, a bear on door the explorer i got to steal uh-huh. birthday cakes and then she taught me how to bake birthday cakes so i don't steal mm-hmm. uh the lead kidnapper on grand theft auto 5 where i got to kidnap jonah hill it's a video game and then a bunch of um TV commercials, law and order. So my last like on camera TV commercial, I was, (laughs) I was a guy in a chicken suit. And, uh, and my face was cut out. And you could see me but there was a chicken suit. And I was picking up girls at a bar. And then it was tired of the same old chicken, come to Luby's restaurant. So uh, after I did that one, I was like, I, if I keep doing this, I'm going to be the wacky chicken guy. So that's when I started to pivot to um, voiceovers because you can do a lot of different things and you don't get burned out. And people don't be like, oh, that's the guy, you know, like the um,
1: that's the whatever
0: genius. the yeah, like like flow from progressive. Right. That's like she's the insurance lady. It's going to be very hard for her to do something different. However, she's probably not complaining because she's making a lot of money. So
1: mm-hmm. and Philip. You started with the improv troupe. So I came across the rule of improvisation that says agree as the first rule. Do you agree with this rule?
0: To To a degree. So there's, you have, there's supposed to be two choices. A lot of people just go with one. One is yes and, right? Yes and, or no but. A lot of people don't like doing the no, but because a no kills the idea, kills the momentum. Mm -hmm. Yes, and lets it move forward. So like if we're doing a scene and I say, wow, I really love you, that giant pink hat on your head. And you say, no, I don't have a hat on my head. Now we have nowhere to go because you've just cut it off. But if you said, no, but, you know, I have an extra one. Would you like to put it on? So that's kind of the same as yes, and. It's just that it's a little trickier. Mm-hmm. So when you when you do practice, I mean, you could say yes to everything. And that's that's the golden rule. But there's other little rules underneath it.
1: Have you ever found yourself in a situation during an improv where you didn't know what to do or say?
0: Oh, yeah, all, all the time. But that part, especially when we I do it, we I used to do a show at the Mohegan Sun, which is a casino in Connecticut and i do a yearly uh sh- improv show that benefits the special olympics and when you have a crowd that kind of knows you as a regular and then if when they see you get frustrated they love it um because they're like ah he doesn't know what and then obviously something happens and you pull something out but those are those moments where you have to just trust that your brain is going to kick in at some point you know mm-hmm. what i mean cuz mm-hmm. no one really wants to see you walk off stage being like i don't know you know And for the most part, you know, people really like as it's gotten, as it's progressed, people have really have more respect for improv. Because a lot of at the beginning, people are like, oh, you're just making stuff up. And it's like, not not really, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a structure to most improvs. It looks like we're making it up, but there's a little bit of structure.
1: And Philip, you've just published a book called actually in January titled 31 Trigger List.
0: Yeah. Trigger, word, trigger words, trigger lists. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's based words. on
0: mm-hmm. trigger words. Yeah. It's based on in America, there's a, in the ice cream uh, shop called Baskin Robbins and they have 31 flavors. So I was like, maybe these are the top 31 trigger words or phrases that either annoy me or inspire me. So there's positives and negatives. And it's also a workbook. So when you buy it, you can write down your own stuff in it, make notes and stuff like that. And then there's going to be a volume two. And then there's actually going to be a kid's version. Because a lot of the parents are like, you need to write a kid's version. So we know what words make our kids go crazy, like drive them insane. And so I said, I already know there's a four word phrase that drives every kid crazy that I could write the book about. Uh-huh. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's simple. The whole book could be four words. And they're like, what, what are the four words? And I'm like, well, you remember when you were a kid, right? And they're like, yeah. You remember you wanted to go to a sleepover, and your mom said no, and you said why, and she said these four words. She said, because I said so, and that's I, it, I, and it drives every kid crazy, because they can't do anything about it. Exactly. It's not like, the, it, it, it's not like they said, oh, you can't go because the car doesn't have gasoline, or you can't go because of, um, you know, we have company coming tonight. They just said no, and then you said Why? And they say, because I said so. And then you freak out, run to your room. And you're just like, I don't know what to do. Now they run to their TikTok. Oh, my mom won't let me do it because she said so. There's other phrases like physical exam was one of them because my mom is 92 and she's, um, she's just been with my dad. Uh, they got married when they were, you know, in their late 20s. But they've always been together. And now they're, you know, they're getting older and uh, I call them. know once a week to check in and she was saying oh I have to go get a physical exam and I said oh okay well it's gonna be fine don't worry about it and so I followed up and and we're talking and she's very quiet and I said well what what happened in the physical exam did are you like are you okay she's like yeah I'm fine And I'm like so why are you quiet she's like well the doctor asked me questions and I said well that's what doctors do that's their job you know and she goes well he asked me if I was sexually active. And I said, no, I usually just lay there. So do you think he's a pervert? I said, No, Ma, I, I don't think he's ever heard that answer in his entire life. So I, I showed that to a doctor friend of mine. And he's like, that's an awesome trigger word. That's like, yeah. awesome. That answer. It is. Like, he's like, I've never I've never heard that answer. And I've been being a doctor for 30 years. And I've never, ever heard that answer. So
1: Or phrase and why? It was my favorite trigger word. Mm-hmm. Uh, my trip. You see, you have to think. Uh,
0: <laughs> I have to think because I wrote so many. I do like, I, well, I do like because I said so, because I see every kid melt down and understand that mm-hmm. phrase. And it's one of my favorites because I lived through it. So the problem is, so the other part of it is, of that phrase is that during that, that moment where I couldn't go to the sleepover. I then asked my dad because I didn't think my mom and dad were working together. And then he had a five word phrase, trigger phrase. So I said to my mom, you know, can I go to the sleepover? She said, no. I said, why? She said, because I said so. So then I go to my dad and I go, can I go? And his five word sentence was, what did your mother say? So there's (laughs) no way I could get out of it. So that's my life right there.
1: The same, my mom, well, even if I'm
0: trying to maneuver, uh huh, I can't maneuver out of it.
1: My mom used to say because I don't want, so no
0: right, it's the same thing, yes. Yeah, so, well, those are the ones that would drive me
1: nuts. But nowadays, there are yeah. so many trigger words, for example, foodie call.
0: Can oh, you- yeah, I had that. Yeah,
1: can you give our listeners who might not know this coupon what a foodie call is?
0: It's in my, it's in the book too. I know. <laughs> I, uh, oh, okay. I um, I was on a date and um, it was going well and everything was good. And um, we had ordered um, crab legs and then we got an order. And then I think we, I went to the bathroom and we were finishing the meal. I went to the bathroom and then when I got back, she had ordered another order of crab legs to go. And I was a little surprised only because I just I wasn't sure. And then I was like, hmm, OK, fine. So we check out and she's holding on to the bag. And then she, she's like, you know, we might need these for later. And I was like, Ooh, later.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: all of a sudden her um, her Uber came, not ours, but her Uber came. And she left with the bag of crab legs. And that's when I realized I was on a foodie call, not oh. a booty call. So she got a nice set of crab legs to go home. Uh, to eat and oh. that was that story thanks for bringing that up
1: of course I was checking your book actually changing the subject I know you've been working with your brother as yes. well can you yes. tell us more about your collaboration with your brother in your performances actually the 31 trigger list is also a show is that correct
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it started as a show it started as a my one person show, sort of I had the trigger words or phrases in a in a hat and I would have the audience pull them out. And then I'd randomly describe or perform or speak about uh, what those words meant to me. And then my brother and I do a show called um, Battle Acts Live. So it's kind of American Idol meets uh, acting. It's the acting of American Idol. And so actors compete to win prizes and get representation as actors. And it's in uh, New York City at Chelsea Music Hall. And if any of your listeners or viewers would like to come to the next show for free, it's March 20th. All they have to do is email me. and Uh
1: um, I'll be adding to your episode as well.
0: Yeah. Email me here and then I can just put them on the guest list.
1: I'll give a shout out about it.
0: Yeah. And then to say to say Lucia referred me,
1: and yeah. then I'll know. Awesome. Because her name
0: carries some big weight, big muscle.
1: Wow, thank you. <laughs> Actually, Philip, I'm curious about something. So, working with family can be a real roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. Have you and your brother ever got into an improv battle during Thanksgiving dinner? Uh we used to, now we kind of work
0: together and do stuff. So we do a, we do a prank every uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas. It depends on what holiday we're all going to, because my family's really big. So we usually alternate, but we like to mug, mug people or mug the person who's um, hosting the event. So what that is, is before you go up so let's say one of my, my my brothers live in Connecticut. So before we go up to Connecticut, we'll go to like a thrift store and we'll find a really tacky coffee mug, like something, you know, crazy. And then when we get up there, we wait till, you know, people are out of the kitchen or wherever, and then we sneak it and we put it in the cabinet. So now they have this weird new mug in their cabinet that they're not going to see for a couple of weeks, and then it's going to drive them crazy. And then they text us and be like, what the hell is this? Nobody went to the University of Hammers. Why is there a coffee mug that says University of Amherst in my house? And then we say you got mugged, you know. So that's what we do. Sometimes it's wine glasses. It depends on what kind of cabinet they have, what kind of weird thing you can throw in there.
1: I can't so, imagine. So we do that mom, sometimes. Your mom like yeah. this.
0: She can't handle it. She's just
1: like, why do you do this?
0: So and then we 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 goof around. We just we just have fun. And then it's even better when there's like a new In law, that's coming in because they get tortured. So if there's a new brother-in-law, sister-in-law, or something, they're just so it's fun. It's a lot Mm -hmm. of fun.
1: Yes, and Philip, you told me you're going to write volume two.
0: Yeah, it's going to be this new trigger word. Like there's, there's a whole section I haven't even touched, which is Zoom, like Zoom meetings, and like people saying these stupid phrases, like, "Oh, we have to go after the low-hanging fruit. Let's put a pin in that." Let's circle back on that idea. Like all this stuff that people are just like, God, oh. just shut up.
1: Is he so interactive?
0: Yeah. It's still going to have the part. Cause I, I want people to email me back or text me or whatever new ones that they have. That's why there's a whole section where you can journal. Like if, if the physical exam inspired you to write something about uh, something else, then you can write it mm-hmm. in the book. So it's like a, it's a therapy session. And then there was actually one that. I thought, so I have a uh, an illustrator, an animator, Chavez Sanchez, Cleos Studios, who's a very good animator, artist, and he was doing the book cover, and we we found a trigger word, and the trigger word was Photoshop, but it didn't start until he was sending me the versions of the book, like the title, right? It's got pictures of me, a cartoon of me, and then it says, 31 Triggers, you know, Philip Golinski, right? So he sends it to me, and it says, 31 tiggers it's missing the r r t i so i go how the hell has photoshop been in business for 30 years and they don't have a spell check it's ridiculous it's the stupidest even powerpoint has a spell check and photoshop doesn't he's like that's my new trigger word anytime i see photoshop i'm gonna be so mad and i said <laughs> i know he's like i didn't do that to you on purpose i said i know i understand he's like it what? looked like it. i said i totally looked at it and i was like are you messing with him? He's like, no, I just totally, you know.
1: It was not uh, planned. He just did it. Not planned me. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw the cover, actually. I think you were wearing a yellow shirt. Yellow, and... yeah. Yeah. Philip, would you like to leave a message to our listeners today? Anything you want to share with us?
0: Sure. I would say that pursue what you want to do, what you, what you want to do but understand it's a journey not a destination and that stay with it because there's going to be ups and downs and just understand that everything that was in the past is just going to help your future but you shouldn't always look backwards try to look forward that's what I think
1: thank you I give you if
0: you look if you look back you're not looking forward so yeah. And there's enough in your past. Why go back there? It's, always, it's in the past. That's why it's there.
1: Yeah. It's done. Yeah.
0: It's... I used to do a lot of holding on to stuff and it's not worth it.
1: Awesome. Exactly. Thank you, Philip. I'm sure our listeners are curious to know where they can find you online, find your book, of course, find your Facebook because you have a show on Facebook. Promoted. Yeah, I
0: did one. They can go to my. I'll just spell out my name, Philip. So, P H I L I P G A L I N S K Y dot com. And when you go there, there'll be the acting stuff, the Law and Order, voiceover stuff, the battle axe show, where to get the book. The book's on Amazon, but, and if you buy the book, you get the audio book for free. So, that's a good deal.
1: Ah, uh, this is a good deal. Some people, yeah. they don't have time to read right. books, but, uh- sometimes they have so when yeah, you it's nice to have they... the book
0: the book cover is cool like when if you get the book people are like if you put it on your coffee table people are like what the heck is this so it's a good conversation starter but the audio book itself is longer and I go into way more. it's my voice so I go way more into different stuff you can hear the pages turning like I'm like oh does that trigger you that you hear the page I'm supposed to be reading the book so I'm literally reading the book so and it's a good fun read or listen
1: good fun listen i'm i'm sure actually i started listening to your audiobook thank you for yeah. sending us and Felipe, i want to tell our listeners that you will be featured in our magazine the relatable voice in april so our listeners will be able to see your book cover to read your interview and also to find all your socials there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to you know, I got the Instagram and all that stuff. But it, you know, once you Google me, you'll find me or just mm-hmm. go to my site.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to say thank you. I'm super happy to have you here. I sure. wish I could be in New York in March yeah. to watch your show. But We maybe- got another
0: one in April. You just let me know when you're in town.
1: Yes, maybe I'll be there in August. Okay, but I'll let oh, you yeah, know. I have I your, your email. <laughs> I yeah, will yeah, contact yeah. you. Yeah. And let me know when you publish your second book. And also, we are going to give you a book shout out on brand education. Okay? Okay, perfect. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: And I look forward to coming back. You know, once I get the next book out, I'll get another interview. And then we'll, and hopefully you'll see this. have seen the show by then. And then we have a lot more to talk about.
1: Yes, I'll be super happy to go with my RV to New York again. There you go. Thank you, Philip.
0: All right. Thank you very much.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist, relating does. Until next time.